Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You found the Playmakers on CBS Sports Radio 1140. Paul, back to you. You kind of pitchy, dog. What? Sorry, I was lost in my art for a second. We call it the flow. It's a little pitchy. When you just get lost within the moment, within the creativity. Clearly. And um, usually it's a it's a good thing because it's a confidence booster and it usually comes with uh, something that you can show for it. None of that was on display last night yeah, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Knights were less than creative yesterday. That game sucked, Paul. It was the worst. Yeah, you were at a watch party. I thank, was at the thank, official thank God I watch was not party, Paul. I was there. Thank People God. were showing up. I, I dressed like relatively cute just because I was like, we're going to be around other people. We don't know if we we're going to see like this is kind of a partial networking event. I'm going to behave myself. Everybody's showing up like it's a like it's their first day of work because we take this team very seriously in this town. We got our jerseys on. We got jeans on. And it was 95 degrees out there. Our shins were sweating. That's how hot it was. But people were there to see a show, to have a party, to celebrate a, a clinching victory. And not only did we not get that, we didn't even score a goal, Paul. You didn't know what a puck was. Yeah, we didn't know what a puck was. How would we know? We could barely possess it last night. And when we did, we just stuck to the outside. We're going to stay in our lane. We're going to stay, just keep doing what we're doing. And it's not for lack of, of want or, or intensity, but this team has been put in their place. And I'm not feeling super confident about having Game 7 in our building for the first Game 7 ever yeah, it's a in winter, this town. It's winner take all. And it makes me feel nervy, Paul. I just don't feel like this. Well, because in a lot of cases, we were missing Brady McNabb, Game 6. And then tomorrow night, most likely, if unless the COVID list corrects itself, added to the players unavailable due to COVID protocol list, which is sitting in front of me. There are four players in the playoffs. One of them is for Colorado, which we will, don't really care about. Not yet. But three are now on the Las Vegas squad. Peyton Krebs, Brady McNabb, and Ryan Reeves. Mm -hmm. Which means the beefiest of beefy guys on our team. The guys that kind of prevent some of the instigators from the Minnesota Wild doing things. Correct. Are not on the ice. Well, and 
especially with Reeves, pushed us around. Reeves is an energy player. It's not just the physicality that he brings. There's a reason why the camera pans to him in T-Mobile Arena when we're doing the national anthem and we go the night because he screams it. We there, he's in the same fabric as Mark Stone's Shade Theater that we talk about when they're when they're performing at their their peaks that uh, impacts the Golden Knights the most and. That was an ex- his absence was not expected last night. Cody Glass was out there in his stead playing winger, and we know that he's a natural center, and he hasn't been uh, on the ice with the Gold Knights for forever, let alone played a game with the Henderson Silver Knights. He hadn't played in 10 games, so it's, it's a really big ask for him. But, yeah, what this COVID list thing, McNabb gets put on, and you're like, all right, obviously concerned. We, we noted his uh, how, how big of an impact his absence would have on, on the game. And then it grows by two. And we know that Krebs isn't playing for a very long time because he broke his face. And so you don't want anybody to be on this list. But all of a sudden, this it, this is growing. And I I can't be the only one that isn't like, this kind of looks like what happened to St. Louis like a week and a half ago. This kind of looks like what, what's going on with, with teams where they go through an outbreak. We had our own outbreak, and it was just one player, but we were out for 10 days. But if you have a couple of players like that were uh, – Perron, David Perron for the St. Louis Blues, by all, by what I know, I'm pretty sure he was vaccinated. And so you can still get it. Your big players can still be subtracted. And this is how the list has grown just from one day to the next. So I'm nervous about what that list looks like tomorrow and obviously the implications for the players that are on that list. But it's more stuff, more adversity for this team to go through in a time in which there's plenty to go around and plenty of responsibility to go around that our lineup right now may or may not have the depth to deal with in a in a in a winning manner. I don't know. Yeah, it was a rough, a rough go last night. Obviously, watching this team, and now you know as they roll into Game Seven, and you know you could you could beat on this team pretty hard about just how game six went. And I don't know if you rattled Mark Stone at all with your post-game press conference questions after game five, but clearly game six, it was not Mark Stone that was out there on the ice. It was kind of a shell of Mark Stone. He tried. Yes. I mean, he tried. We expect effort, obviously. There was effort, but whatever that they had done in game five carried over to game six very clearly, where these teams started out slow. Minnesota played its game, and then when lightning struck, it struck in the most perfect of moments. Yep. And it just, the ball just started rolling down the hill. There is so little happening in the game that Alec Martinez took it upon himself to be in a fight with Matt Dumba. And chased him down sticking, to do it. Sticking up for Alex Tuck, one of the biggest guys. It was like when Colasar stuck up for Reeves that one time a few weeks ago. But that's how little that was going on. And when we were at this watch party, even especially during that first period, there weren't even any shots getting the net. It would be like, all right, we got to settle the puck down. Now we're along the boards. We get possession. We break it out. Now we're into the offensive zone. And then it gets turned over and it goes right back the other way. And that was basically what the two teams did. But the thing is, is that that type of game favors one team a hell of a lot more than the other. And it is not the colors that we usually wear, Paul. And so, yeah, by the time that the third period rolled around, when you have... Just trying to get to our, our our scorers here just to make sure I get the right order. On that two-on-one with Hartman getting that pass from Kevin Fiala, who has clearly been reinvigorated by his own goals and his own assists, on a play where we overcommit. We all know, we all know he's left-handed, right? Yeah, and we overcommit 
to to our offensive presence, and then it gets turned back up ice. I swear, Paul, the only reason why we had any possession down low sometimes in in the offensive zone was because Alex Petrangelo was doing it. And I was like, why is he all the way down there? I'm all for the rush. I'm all. F- I'm like, I get that. But I notice him down there a ton. And so if I notice that a few times, that has to be at least some sort of plan. But then you're leaving somebody else to cover his post at the defensive post. You know who that was? Cody Glass, who hasn't seen the ice in 10 games. And so he got absolutely, basically humiliated on that two-on-one. And then you have a goal. It gets overturned. Or it's not even overturned. It gets confirmed because it's goalie interference. And because you challenge it, because DeBoer decided to challenge it, I don't really agree with the challenge considering what the call was on the ice. You have to have uh, totally conclusive evidence to overturn it. So not only do we get the, lose the goal, we go on the penalty kill and they score again. And that was the biggest 2 nothing deficit I felt all season for this team. So the third one, yeah, it was going to happen. But two, it felt like it was over. Because at that point it was. We had spent the opening 45 minutes just playing along the boards and, and establishing position. There wasn't enough bite for me last night. We talked about earlier this week, I believe it may have been after game four, after this series went 3-1, and we talked about a team, the Vegas Golden Knights, that was starting to peak at the right time, moving into moving into the playoffs, playing very good hockey. Mm-hmm. The Wild get uncorked in game five, so to speak. And it feels like that has shifted completely, where you now see a wild team that is now starting to peak on its own. Mm-hmm. And it's peaking at the wrong time for the Golden Knights right now, based on the fact that we now see a COVID list growing. Yep. We have an offense that clearly struggled yesterday. I mean, banged up. Just, and and we're, we're rolling into Game 7 at home. Thank goodness. There's something to be said about that. Kind of. But there's a, it's, it's a different wild team that you're seeing from the middle part of this series that's finishing this series. Absolutely. And when I went under five yesterday, when I towards the end of last yesterday's sprint show, mm-hmm. I go, I think it's going to be under five and grind it out. I mean, it it ended up being that way. Mm-hmm. It ended up being that sort of playoff hockey game that you normally see flip the other way, where the Golden Knights are coming home and getting ready for the next series, but instead now we're it's winner take all. Yeah. And and that's the frustrating part about it because we've had two chances that have slipped right through the fingers and it hasn't it hasn't been like the last two games have been relatively close and like you said since game five a, a switch has been flipped but it it was the Kaprizov goal it wasn't just Kaprizov scoring but it was the fact that it was right after we scored it was the exact same thing that Marshy did in game two and it was all Minnesota before that until that immediate response goal happened and so that's. You're right. It's 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 a hundred percent going in the wrong direction for so many so many different reasons, and we haven't even mentioned at least this segment what the biggest reason is, which is the weight of the expectations they've put on themselves and that other people have put on them as well. You know, it's, <laughs> oh, geez. yeah. Go back. We haven't read. we haven't even just like this right. is a copper bus team, right? Go go back and read everybody's predictions from before the playoffs right. started back on May the fifteenth, right? And. Oh my goodness! If you aren't in the Western Conference and you aren't the Colorado Avalanche or the Vegas right. Golden Knights, you are not actually playing in the playoffs. They were saying playoff preview in Tahoe. We've been talking about this for forever, and so injuries happen. Sometimes those injuries derail your chances. Illnesses happen. I'm not going to place blame anywhere on, on, on COVID here until we learn more information. But 
it just seems like this team kind of kind of thought that it would be automatic in a way, or that they would somehow find that threat or that no, step. Wait a, that, no, wait a no, second. Listen, Let Paul, me, no. Wait a second. Now, I'm not sure this team felt it was going to be automatic. Listen to what I'm listen to what I th- what I'm talking about with automatic. I'm not ter- ter- talking about automatic where they are going to win. I'm talking about automatic that they're going to find themselves. Automatic that their game is going to be played. That's what I think is the automatic, or they just wait for it to happen. Right, they can correct. I I see what you're saying. You're saying that there's this ability to correct on the fly that we have seen the Golden Knights do time in and time out. Right. It's not their strong suit, but they are capable. That string of games where they were coming back in the third period, where like, oh, it's the third period Golden Knights again. Here they come. Here they come. Yep. I think they think in, in some ways that subconsciously that we're the Vegas Golden Knights and that a play will happen that will spark the the momentum that will spark a play. Alex Tuck will get a stretch pass and then split the D and then and then score a goal or Mark Stone will co- will will take the puck from our own zone and skate it down on a 2 on 1 and score or Marcia so will go bar down on a breakaway. Those things aren't givens. And as we were highlighting just a few minutes ago, there are a lot of guys skating a lot of minutes with a lot of responsibilities that don't leave a ton of room, a ton of extra gas for them to be able to go the extra mile physically and mentally and creatively to spark that offense. And when you're being as snake bitten as these guys are, it's so easy to all of a sudden be in a very, very small cave where you're just kind of yelling and, and looking and, and waiting for somebody to reach out and find you when you're the person that can that can find your way out of it yourself. If you just shifted your mindset a little bit, adjusted on the fly a little bit more or just what Mark Stone has been saying to us. It's one bounce here, one bounce there, because that's 100 percent true about playoff hockey. But you make your own luck and. You pay that price by by doing the little things that we talk about all the time, but it's about generating your own momentum. It's about finding a way to find another gear if there aren't a ton of penalties being called or your shots aren't getting through. I just don't know if this team has enough magic in them to stabilize themselves first and then to go above and beyond a team that is playing very good hockey right now and has every reason to believe that their destiny is the one that's going to exist in our reality and not the Golden Knights. It's very clear when you watch the wild play, especially last night and certainly portions of Game 5, not all of it, but they are playing with the energy that we are used to seeing from the Golden Knights. And Mm -hmm. when you've got a Matt Dumba who is rolling down the boards, literally like making the raising the roof sign to the fans yeah. and they're all reacting. You're like, where have I seen this before? Yeah. hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's me. They're the ones that are pushing the buttons and we're the ones going along for the ride. That's where the, that's what this series has turned into since that Capri's off goal. And again, you can bring all the effort. You can bring the intentionality. You can bring the want, but we don't find out who's is greater until we put them until they face off on the ice and in those instances, in those two and a half hours that we're seeing them, more times than not, Minnesota is finding a way to bring more, to give more, to sacrifice more, and to finish more. You were at that watch party yesterday. Was it just when when that when the when the horn went off at the at the end, and you know it was like it was three to nothing, and you know even the NBC announcers were like, well, you know it's you know there's a power play happening here, and maybe they come back and whatnot, yeah. and then yeah. the horn horn goes off, and it's it you know it's game over, and like was it just kind of like this quiet it, filing out? The entire game, it was quiet. It was 
going from like the end of a period to to the intermission, they would put on they were putting a Vici on, they were putting on Stevie Oki, they were putting on every banger possible. Paul, I was like, this is a great playlist that we're rolling through right now because I'm I'm pumped up, but I don't have nearly as much vested interest as most people in this pool area do. And so, if it's like that there, what is it like on that bench? What is it like in that locker room? Where you, where those guys actually have control over what's happening, and so that's why it's so easy to get caught in this in this box or in the crosshairs of having low confidence, low finishing ability, and expectations. But at the end of the day, it is one game, and it's a game seven at home, and you can put everything that has transpired in the past in the past. You can leave it there. You can absolutely do that. Well, they, don't have a, they don't have a choice. They, well, they, There's no they choice. Don't have a cho- they it's have one. to try. It's but 60 minutes, and that's what's left. Exactly. But it's 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 a very precarious position that they've put themselves in. Um, but I, it's all about not getting deterred, not getting lulled into the message, not getting lulled into, into the certain game until the night starts setting the tone more or showing an ability to snap out of it. I don't care if it's 60 minutes or 6,000. This is not a team that's in the fast lane right now. Minnesota is going to ride or die with Cam Talbot, who has two shutouts now. And yeah. he was pretty much the equivalent of Marc-Andre Fleury statistically in this series. This, Which has been just, basically the MO all right, season. It is, it is evened out completely. Yep. Is this Marc-Andre Fleury's net still in game seven? Yes! Yes! Because... Can we just end that conversation right yes, now? Yes, it's not even close. I, I don't know how... A lot of people would expect if your team gets shut out twice in a series that you're like, yeah, we're going to have an easy time winning. He has given this team a chance. Has he been perfect? No, but nobody has. This is his net. If they went away, man, it feels goofy, but no, it feels you're gonna, right. But yeah. you're going to be knocking on that door. Yeah. You know, it's like, who's going to answer that door? No, you don't, you don't pass the, the buck at that at, for the last lap. No, this is this is Flowers' team, do or die. And again, he's the one that gives us the best chance to win. He is not the problem right now. Flower is oh, not no, the that's problem. That's very that's very clear. So that's very clear. You put up goose you you put up goose eggs in a couple of games. It's it's not the goaltender. Yeah. Again, to quote Giselle, Tom Brady can't c- catch touchdowns too. Can't throw them and catch them. Can't do both. So, Mister well, Pecorine, trick, trick but play. he's pretty much done. Anyways. Philly special. Uh, how dare you! Take your Philly special a, and just shove it. It's mostly, ava- it's available. Oh my God, you're just, agitating. It's available. you're you're like Ryan Reevesing me right now on this show. Well, someone has to because he might not be there tomorrow night, depending on how things go. We started uh, we started a, a week, two weeks ago with this series, and it finishes tomorrow in a winner take all. And the Knights most likely will be without Ryan Reeves and Braden McNabb unless somehow magically something happens stay tuned for more things might change we have a show between uh now and then in in addition to this one um and obviously the day after games especially losses feel a little bit more doom and gloom than most i'm sure we'll all wake up with a little bit more of uh of a wide open eyes and just kind of ready to attack the challenge but this is a team that has a lot of work to do and a lot of hoping that the other team isn't willing to do that themselves Wild and Golden Knights, yeah, interesting 24 hours ahead for sure. Everybody get uh, some sleep. I know I had trouble sleeping last night. It was tough. All right, coming up next, we're going to dig into sports with our good friend at Finley Chevrolet, Doug Fleming. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.